there are so many things to consider when you're doing video. Like I had to put makeup on. I'm so used to just sitting down at my desk in my sweatshirt and it doesn't matter if my hair's in a messy bun or if I have makeup on, but this was different. Welcome to Historical Fiction Unpacked. I'm your host, Allison Treat. Hello, readers. I'm back with a bonus episode. This episode is a special episode just about all of my favorite books this year. Um, and it's so that you guys can go out and purchase whatever you think sounds interesting from my favorite historical fiction books that I read this year. However, I have a really super surprise. I have a guest podcast host, a guest host, a guest co-host. That's what I want to say. A guest co-host. My daughter, Camilla Treat, is here in the studio with me. Hi. She's laughing at me because it's not really a studio. It's a corner of our living room in front of our new bookshelves, which were just installed in the past, I don't know, last summer, last spring, I guess. I had Camilla help me with this special episode, partly because I'm doing video to go with it. I can't remember what I said in the the like pre-time when we were talking and what I've said since I really started the show. So we're doing video to match. And Camilla has a YouTube channel. She's like a pro at this. Not so really. she's helping me I do don't the video. I really post things anymore. You can subscribe if you want to. So Camilla, tell us what you do like to read. A fantasy with romance. She's a big romance fan. However, she did read two historical fiction books this year. So we're going to talk about our favorite historical fiction books of the year. Now, I'm a little rusty, as you know, because I have not done this for a while. And it's also a new format because we're doing video with it. So I feel like I'm repeating myself, but this video will be available for patrons for now, all of my patrons, any tier. And when we finally get a YouTube channel set up for Historical Fiction Unpacked, then the video will be available on there too, right? Yeah. So my, our top 10 historical fiction books of 2022. Camilla said I needed to come up with 22 of my top, my top 22. I, I don't have that many, so I'm sorry. But we're gonna go with 10 or 11, which is half of 22. That works, right? Sure. Okay, so why don't you start with your favorite, tell me what what was your like top historical fiction book of this year? I don't know. I just have two, and I like them both. Well, then just just share. Well, the first book I have is called Every Word Unsaid by Kimberly Duffy, which she has appeared on my mom's podcast a few times. Yes, she has. <laughs> did you have the talk about this book on your podcast? Yes, we did. So you can go listen to that if you want to know everything about this book, or not everything about this book, but, you know, more about this book. But tell us what you know. When did it release? 2021. 2021? Okay. So what else can you tell us about it? What is it about? 
can't okay. just read the yeah. back. <laughs> read the description. Augusta Traverse has spent the last three years avoiding the stifling expectations of New York society and her family's constant disappointment. As the nation's most fearless and reviled columnist, Gussie travels the country with her Kodak camera and spins stories for women un able to leave hearth and home but when her adventurous nature lands her in the middle of a scandal an opportunity to leave america offers the, the perfect escape arriving in india she expects only a nice visit with childhood friends siblings catherine and gabriel and es escapades that will further her career instead she finds herself facing a plague epidemic Confusion over Gabriel's sudden appeal and the realization that what she wants from life is changing, but slowing down means facing all the hurts of her past that she's long been trying to outrun, and that may be an undertaking too great even for her. So I read that book too, not this year though. It was really good. I liked it. Yep, it was. And I liked it too. So that's one of our top 10. Um, the next one is one that I just finished listening to. Now, if you are in one of the higher tiers on my Patreon account, you probably have heard me talk about this because I do a book review video every month. And this was one that I really loved. Um, it's called The Thread Collectors by Shauna J. Edwards and Allison Richman. Allison. Yes, her name. spelled it wrong. Well, she spells her name wrong. I'm just kidding, Alison Richman. I like Alison Richman. She's a really good author. She's very well-known, established author. The Thread Collector was, was really interesting. It was set during the Civil War, 1863, I think that was the year um, that it was set. And it was about two different families during the Civil War. One was a um, an enslaved, well, it was mostly about an enslaved woman and her um, would be husband. And then it was about a husband and wife from New York and they were Jewish. So it had like juxtaposed the two lives of these um, different families who the Jewish couple was abolitionist and the, obviously the black couple was enslaved. And um, I thought it was very interesting because Alison Richmond is a She's an established author. I've read her before. Her books are awesome. And I believe this was Shauna J. Edwards' first book, but I thought it was really interesting that she got, like, Alison Richmond is Jewish, and she got a black woman to help her write this book from both perspectives. So, um, and it was beautiful. It was like a heart-wrenching, beautiful story. And I would highly recommend it. It's a newer book. Came out this year, um, I think in, like, the summer. And it's so good. I should warn those who are listening to audio that we have, since we're in a different place recording, like the audio might be a little different. I'm trying to make it as the best quality I can, but I, I don't know how it's going to turn out exactly because we don't have the same setup that I normally have. We're experimenting with different formats. So I'm going to move on to These Hallowed Halls by Kirk Battle. This was really crazy. You can get this book on a podcast. It's like a free audiobook. It was so well done. Um, now, since most of my listeners are Christians, and I'm assuming a lot of you prefer clean books, I'm going to warn you about content issues with the Thread Collectors. It's not a kid's book. There is some, um, you know, adult content, nothing graphic. 
but it's a war and um, the enslaved woman is a mistress. So that kind of is all wrapped up in the story. However, I thought they really handled it very tastefully. So um, although it's a distasteful situation, of course. So anyway, moving on to these hallowed halls, this was another one set during the Civil War and after. It's mostly actually during Reconstruction after the Civil War. And it was about the founding of the University of the South, which is Kirk Battle, who wrote the book. He went to the University of the South, and I guess that made him want to write the book. I thought it was amazing. I think there are eight different point of view characters, which I, I don't know if I've ever read a book with eight different point of view characters before. But Kirk did it so well that I did not have trouble following it, at least not in audio form. You can buy the book in, you know, a hard copy or whatever, but you can also get it for free just listening to the, to the podcast. I love f- free audiobooks. The price is right. And I love audiobooks. Do you like audiobooks? Uh, it depends. I don't really have time to like listen to it. And I prefer paperback version because then I can, it's easier to like go back and reread things and I don't know. I just don't really listen to audiobooks. Maybe if I did, I would. I find it easier to fit in audiobooks because I can listen to them while I'm doing housework, while I'm walking, while I'm working out, or while I'm getting ready for the day. You know, so I tend to go through a book faster if I'm able to just do the audio version because I don't have to find time to sit down and read it. True. But I prefer to like listen to music or <laughs> podcast or something when I'm doing that kind of thing. Yeah, you're a teenager. I do. I love podcasts also, obviously. That's why I started one, by the way. So moving along from these hallowed halls, which also I wanted to mention that does have profanity and some sexual content. So don't hand it to your teenager. Anyway, another one that you can hand to your teenager and which is really a beautiful romance. Um, it's Catching the Wind by Melanie Dobson. I also listened to this in audio form because I, I've heard so much about Melanie Dobson and I had never read one of her books. Um, this is a little bit of an older one, but it was available through my library in audio form and I absolutely loved it. I don't have much more to say about it. It was about, this is, it sounds like a story you've heard before because it was about um, a boy and a girl who were friends and got separated during the um, World War II. I feel like I've heard so many stories like that, but this is really well done. It was a beautiful story and it was a time slip. So I'm kind of a sucker for time slips. I like them. What about you? Do you like time slips? Yeah. What's your favorite time slip? I can't think of any that I've read lately. How about my time slip that I wrote? I never read that. Yeah, she won't read my books until they come out. Anyway, I think that my absolute favorite book that I read this year was The Lindbergh Nanny by Mariah Fredericks. And she is going to be on the show in the new year, in the new season. I think it's going to be pretty early in the new season because the book released November, early November. So I want to get her on soon to kind of help with the promotion of the book. But I, it's a 
This is my other, like, I love time slips, but I also love, and maybe even more, I love when authors take either a real story or real characters or both and novelize, make a novelization of it. Um, So this is about Charles Lindbergh Jr.'s nanny. who She was actually called a nurse, but she like acted as a nanny. So that's why they named the book, titled the book, The Lindbergh Nanny. And I just, there was so much rich history in there that I didn't know about, things that I didn't know about the Lindberghs and that I didn't know about the case. And it was so mysterious that the mystery was such a big part of the book. And that's why I just loved it. So I would highly recommend that for your Christmas list. Buy that for the readers in your life, especially if they like mysteries, especially if they like history. And I did not mean to make that rhyme. Do you want to talk about your next book? Okay, so a few years ago, Camilla and I both read Salt to the Sea, and we're going to murder her name because I forgot to look up how to pronounce it. How would you say it? Great question. I would say it Rudisipetus. Sure, we can go with that. Okay, so Rudisipetus wrote Salt to the Sea. Camilla and I both loved it. And then this year, Camilla read Fountains of Silence, but I didn't read that. So talk about that. Um, This book... You want me to tell me then when it came out? Yes. It came out in 2019. I'll just read the back. Okay. Under the oppressive dictatorship of General Francisco Fran- Franco. 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 Spain is hiding a dark secret. Meanwhile, a tor- tourists and foreign businessmen flood into Spain under the welcoming promise of sunshine and wine. Among them is 18-year-old Daniel Matheson, the son of an oil tycoon. Di- oil tycoon who arrives in madrid with his parents hoping to connect with the country of his mother's birth through the lens of his camera photography and fate introduce him to anna whose family's interweaving obstacles reveal the lingering grasp of spanish civil war as well as chilling definitions of fortune and fear Daniel's photographs leave him with uncomfortable questions amid shadows of danger he is backed in a corner into a corner of difficult decisions to protect those he loves. Lives and hearts to collide, revealing an incredibly dark side to the sp- sunny Spanish city. Master storyteller Ruta Septis, Sep- Sep- Sepetus, <laughs> once again shines light into one of history's darkest corners in this epic, heart-wrenching novel about identity, unforgettable love, repercussions of war, and the hidden violence of silence, inspired by the true p- post-war struggles of Spain. Cool. So this book has so many plot twists and like you turn the page and a new thing is happening all the time. And the chapters are also really short, like two to three pages. She loves that. That's my, if a book has short chapters, then I will immediately love the book unless it's horribly written, but (laughs) I haven't read a book. I haven't read a book like that. Um, and I read this book in like four days, which is really fast for me because I'm a slow reader and it also has almost 500 pages in it. So, but a lot of those pages aren't full since the uh, chapters are so short, right? I guess. I'm just, I don't know, make it more palatable. So I'm curious, is this the book that starts off with a scene where they're like making blood sausage or something? 
Let me check. Yep. Yeah, the first line is, they stand in line for blood. So I tried to listen to this on audio, and I couldn't get into it because of that scene. It just wasn't doing anything for me. So I think I gave up. But you're saying it's worth it. So you didn't read the whole book? No, I listened to like a little bit, and I quit. I'm a quitter. You say, I should have I should have stuck with it, I guess. Yeah. I don't even, I don't. Like, I read this at the beginning of this year, and I don't really remember what that scene, that area was about. Like, so that apparently that's not that important to the book. Yeah. <laughs> but it definitely, like, in the beginning, it's a little hard to get into because you have to figure out what's going on, and it's confusing. Because I feel like with most historical fiction books, that tends to happen where you don't really know what's going on, and you have to wait to get into it, and then the story unfolds. Isn't it kind of the same with fantasy though? Yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think partly maybe that, maybe the thing that fantasy and historical fiction have in common is that you need like the authors, there's a lot of world building involved because we're not living now in the world that people lived in, in the historical fiction books. And we're not living in the book, in the world that the people the characters in the fantasy books are living in. Yeah. Because in like modern, modern books or like romance books and that kind of thing, you open up the book and you're right in to the story and know what's happening usually. But this kind of thing, it takes time to understand what's going on. But I like that too. Keeps you reading because you want to figure out what's happening. <laughs> yes, that's true. So, we're going to blow through the rest of these a little bit faster because we took so long with the first one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, so another one that I loved, I have, this is, um, what do you call that when you like, will definitely read something that this author comes out with. She's my like auto, auto buy author, I think, Ariel Lahan. And she, I read her book, Flight of Dreams, which is a little older. But I really enjoyed that. That's the same type of book about a real situation. It's about the flight of the Hindenburg, the Hindenburg disaster. And it was very, it was wonderful. The characters were so well drawn. Arielle Lahan, her books are like kind of comparable. She's really good friends with Susan Meisner, who has written both Christian fiction and for the general market. So it's kind of a similar type level of... um the romance and and the content that they allow in their books. Um, another book that I absolutely loved and is by a, a little known author, but she's going to be appearing on the podcast in the new season. It's called coming apart by Karen Heenan. And that was set during um, the depression in coal country near Northeastern Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. It was like back and forth between Northeastern Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, which is, we live in Northeastern Pennsylvania. So I found it really interesting. But even if you don't, it's really interesting. The the um, coal miner kind of culture and what the people went through and how the way that they lived. Um, and this story was just beautiful. It was about um, the wife of a coal miner and their life, which was very poverty stricken and her sister who had married well, but was um, unable to have children. So 
the coal miner and his wife had like a bunch of kids and then the sister didn't have any, any and I'm not going to tell you anymore because it's really interesting and I don't want to spoil it. But go buy that because it's really good. It came out in October. So then another one that I loved and um, we had Janair Trump on the podcast. It was a bonus episode also for Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Um, it was called Shadows in the Mind's Eye and it was about a... Um, a soldier coming back from World War II and how he dealt with what they called shell shock at the time, but we call PTSD now. And that was incredible. Read that book. It's so good. And then, um, let's see. I think we just have one, no, two more. Because I'm making it 11 instead of 10. I, I couldn't decide between these two. Drawn by the Current by Jocelyn Green. We had her on the podcast as well. And that was about also about a real tragedy in Chicago um, where a big ship um, sunk with like lots of passengers on board. It was just like in harbor. It was at the dock. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It was at the dock and it like tipped over with all these people inside. Uh-oh, we have some background noise. We'll try to cut that out, but I don't know if it'll work. So that was a horrible tragedy, but um, Jocelyn Green made it into an incredible novel. So then we have, what? oh, Until Leaves Fall in Paris by Sarah Sundin. And I had Sarah Sundin on the podcast, of course, and I also had Jocelyn Green on the podcast. I will link to these episodes in the show notes so that you can... I love the name of that book. It just sounds so... Let's re let's re say that part <laughs> so we don't get Adrian burping in the background. I don't know. It was interesting. He's interesting. Anyways, he takes after his sister. I'm just kidding. not me. I don't know what sister. You're interesting. Do I have a secret older sister who acts like him. No, but you're interesting. That's true. What I was going to say is that that title sounds very enchanting. And Which title? Until Leaves Fall in Paris. Oh, well, it's so, it's like a, a double meaning because it's about um, a bookstore. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a bookstore that's kind of modeled after Shakespeare and Company in in Paris. And so it's in Paris and leaves is like the leaves of the book, but the leaves of the trees. Can I read this book? Yes, you can. This is, um, both of these books are Christian fiction. They're very clean romances. Is it like, is it like autumny? Autumny? Aut Autumnal? Autumnal? I can't remember. I just did a review of this on somebody else's podcast too. I'll link to that as well. If it is, I want to read it next fall. By the time I'll pro by that time maybe I'll have time. My TBR pile is way too big. Yes, and you have so much time between all your activities, no. school, work, uh, cheer. Job. You do have you do have a job, but we won't talk about that. She's so excited about editing this video I'm for not me. Editing this video. I I just keep bribing her. That is all our eleven books of twenty twenty two. We just um, 
loved those historical fiction books. So I hope you guys run out and buy them. I will go to the show notes, please. And I will link to all of these books in the show notes. And if you use my links, I do get a kickback. So it helps me out, helps me buy Christmas gifts for my children. If you use my links to buy Christmas gifts for your loved ones. Yes, please. I want a good Christmas gift. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I guess I want to say thank you for bearing with us with this different format. And I hope that the audio turns out well. Um, so that those of you listening on audio are enjoying it just as much as you enjoy my other podcast episodes. And then um, I hope that you, if you like these like review videos, I I didn't go into as much detail as I do in my Patreon review videos, but if you like these reviews, you can get reviews every month from me if you sign up for Patreon. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're really good videos. I go into depth and I tell more, more, um, details about the content so you know what to expect and whether it's a book that you would want to read or not. And I also tell you about books that I don't like. So that's always fun. She has no filter. <clears throat> I have a very good filter on my podcast. No, I mean, on your Patreon, you're brutally honest about the books you don't like. I am. I'm not mean, but I am honest. I don't know if you've even watched those videos. So how do you know? I have at least one of them. (laughs) Okay. So that is all the books we have for you. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to ask you to check out. Aside from. Oh, yes. Camilla would like to sing you a song because she's very good at singing. Nope. (laughs) She is very good. She is very good at singing. She has a beautiful voice, but she doesn't want to sing on the podcast. Um, Aside from checking out Patreon. I would love for you, when you go to the show notes, make sure you sign up for my newsletter because that is where you'll learn all the like personal tidbits about me. You can keep up with what I'm reading there. Um, And then I also share um, some history every month. I share some history tidbits. Did you read this month's newsletter? No. Well, it just came out yesterday. That's all we have for you today. I need to find a quote to close this out. I forgot to do that. Do you have a quote from the Fountains of Silence? A Christmas carol. Yes. Can you? Okay. Stand by. We will have a quote from a Christmas carol shortly. Okay. Here's a great quote from a Christmas carol. And this is Scrooge speaking in the book by Charles Dickens. I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. So there you have it, our bonus episode. Keep reading historical fiction, my friends, and I will talk to you again at the end of January when we begin the new season. 